Welcome to a special episode of the Australian Rotary Health Podcast, the research behind Lift the Lid. I'm Jessica Cooper and today on episode 30, we are pleased to welcome special guest Hadley Fisher from the Resilience Agenda. On this podcast, we usually talk to the researchers funded by Australian Rotary Health to talk about the findings from their research. But today we'll be doing things a little bit differently and talking to one of our supporters who helps to make this research happen. So welcome, Hadley. It's really great to have you on our podcast, especially having you zoom in all the way from Switzerland. What time is it over there at the moment? It's eight o'clock in the morning, but because I'm fairly used to doing business in Australia, um, it's not not too bad. And in a couple of weeks' time, the time changes. It gets a bit easier to talk to Australia, but it's wonderful to be with you. Yeah, yeah, it's great to have you. Yes, it's about 6pm over here. So yeah, it's, it's a good time for both of us, I guess. Um, so I guess some of our supporters may have heard about you and, and your brand resilience agenda if they've had a look at some of our newsletters and social media posts. But I guess for those who may not know about resilience agenda and, and your wonderful mental fitness diaries, which I've had one of my own and they're, they're just great. Um, I guess, can you tell us a bit about how it all came about? Yeah, sure. So I was traveling through South America on the way to moving over to Switzerland with my Swiss now wife about four no five years ago now and I got back to my hotel room after a walk and got back to my phone and had messages from four or five people who were struggling with their mental health and I knew that I had the opportunity to make a change in my life uh, coming over to Switzerland and do something new and that was the moment I thought you know what this thing that I've been looking for has been staring me in the face my whole life and that's doing something about mental health awareness. My mother, brother, father, lots of friends and colleagues have been affected by poor mental health. I personally haven't been diagnosed, but you know, like most people have had ups and downs in life. And I wanted to do something about it. And I wanted to build a, um, you know, I guess, a public profile or a brand, but I just didn't know what to do. And then I thought, well, do I do an app or do I write a blog? And I thought, well, these things have been done. And then I remembered my mum's Women's Weekly Health Diary, this wonderful um, thing I used to buy at the bank at Christmas time for her when I couldn't think of a a better present. And it used to have all these ideas and tips about looking after your health. And I thought to myself, well, why don't I just do that for mental health and make a really nicely designed everyday planner that people use? I mean, a lot of people doubted that people actually use planners still, but they're actually coming back. They're really, really popular. And so what we do is we just encourage people with the diary and with the brand to, uh, to schedule, you know, their, the things that help look after your mental health, the things that protect your mental health. And uh, there are things we can do that are under our control. Not all of our mental health is within our control, but there are some things we do have influence over. And so the diary just reminds us um, with, you know, exercises and content and, and, uh, and, and different, different things to, to, to prioritise those things. And over the last five years, uh, it's gone really, really well. 
Yeah, well, yeah, it's such a fantastic idea. And yeah, it, it sounds like it's such a great thing for people to do while they're planning their day just to have a look through and, and see all these little tips for their mental health. So yeah, that's really great. Um, I know on your website, one of the quotes that really stands out is, imagine a world where people are inspired to think of their mental fitness like their physical fitness. And I think that's probably a really important message because often, you know, we'll go and see a doctor if we've got a physical illness and we'll, you know, get involved in exercise as a way of kind of preventing um, health problems. But it may be quite the opposite when it really comes to our mental health and finding ways to support that and, and prevent things from getting worse. Um, do you want to talk a bit more about this concept and how your diaries aim to address this idea? Yeah, sure. The whole mental fitness idea is... Um... I guess, at the core of our, our message. And that is that there are things you can do for your mental health um, to look after them. So if you ask most people what they do for their physical health, they would tell you, oh, you know, I try and eat as best I can. I do a bit of exercise here and then. I do this and this and this. But if you ask them what they specifically do for their mental health, a lot of people wouldn't be able to give you an answer. Um, and that's that's important to look after your mental health when things are fine, but it's also important to know what works and what doesn't work or what might make things worse when you're going through a period of recovery. Because one of our big ideas at Resilience Agenda is that you can recover from poor mental health. And I suppose the, fit, the mental fitness analogy, um, we, we define mental fitness as the mindset, process and strategies for uh, maintaining, developing and improving your mental health. So the mindset is this idea that your mental health goes up and down, that it's not just illness or um, well, and that if you're not diagnosed, then there's nothing you need to do. And if you are diagnosed, then you're you know, just 100% broken. There's a much more nuanced way of looking at that. So that mindset is that my mental health can change. It can get better with treatment, with support, with um, activities, but it can also get worse over time based on what happens to us or if we just sort of let it, let, it, let it go. The process draws on what most people kind of understand around physical fitness. You've got to have a goal. You've got to do it over time. You can't just do it once and sort of expect it to last forever. There are um, things you can do along the way. You might reach out for professional support occasionally or coaching or what have you. It's often best done in a team with support from other people. And this idea that if your, mental, if your physical health were to get worse, we call them injuries. So I found that a really inspiring idea. If you have a physical injury, you might stab your toe, put you out of action for a few days. You might tear a muscle, might put you out of action for a few weeks, and you might need to go and see someone to get some treatment. And sometimes you have a really chronic injury that just doesn't get better and it really affects your life. And so there's that nuance there. We like to think about it the same way for our mental health. You might have a bad day, which is what a lot of us go through. You might have this going on for weeks and weeks at a time, in which case it starts affecting your life. You might need to go and see someone about it or, or make some changes. And the more you know about those changes that you can make, the better. And sometimes it can be really, really severe, uh, which is what we often think of when we think about mental, mental illness. But it doesn't have to always be, be terrible. And this idea that, well, if I were to get injured um, with my mental health, that I might be able to recover in some way, it says something very different about you um, than if you acknowledge that you've got an issue and it kind of defines you. And, that, and that's what stigma is. 
And so mental fitness just is so much more inspiring and practical and engaging for people um, because it means that something can go wrong and you take action, whatever that might be, and you might be able to move back along and, and, and improve. Or even if things are totally fine, you can build your resources of mental fitness so that you can take on more stress or build more resilience for whatever you know life throws at us. And I find that such an inspiring idea. And um, it builds on some wonderful work by um, a lady in Sydney by the name of Paula Robinson. She's got some wonderful ideas and writings about mental fitness. And uh, it's just, you know, the people who, who write to us and, you know, the 20,000 people who use our diaries, they just write to us and say, it's just such a, such a, a great way of thinking about mental health. Yeah, it certainly does sound that way. I really like the way that you explain that and how, you know, you're not necessarily broken and there's always that opportunity to get better and really, you know, even, even if your mental health is good, you can always, you know, make it even better or, you know, build up those resources, as you were saying. And it sounds like those diaries really help with that. So, yeah, yeah that's, that's excellent. And I, I think resilience agendas values really align with the values of Australian Rotary Health and, and so far it's been a, a pretty great partnership and, and we've been extremely grateful to receive um, that $10,000 donation from Resilience Agenda last year. Um, and so that will go into mental health research projects that are similar to the ones that we've been talking about on this um, podcast. Um, I guess what I'm interested in knowing about um, is how you first came into contact with Australian Rotary Health. Um, there are many other health charities, mental health charities out there as well. So what made you decide to support Australian Rotary Health in, in particular? A couple of reasons. Um, when I set up the brand, I, I called it a social enterprise. It, it operates on a for-profit basis, but I wanted a significant chunk of the money we do make. And you know, we're only slowly just starting to, to make it work now, um, thanks to the generous support of our, of our, of our supporters. But I wanted to give back financially, um, even before we started making money out of it, because I wanted to, um, you know, I, I think you know, a business that does the right thing by, you know, selling in an ethical way and having a product that helps people and, and can give financially, that's, that's, a, that's just a win-win-win. Um, my, my uncle, John King, was a, a, Rotary, a Rotarian, uh, is, is still a Rotarian in the Brighton chapter, and he was telling me all the wonderful things that uh, Rotary did. And then I reached out to Greg Ross, the former chairman, and uh, he was very enthusiastic with me coming on, on, on board and saying, Hadley, you know, um, you know, there's a lot of great things you can do here. And I suppose that the, the main difference to answer your question is the research approach, the preventative approach. Let's try and find out things uh, through research um, that influence especially young people so that we can, we can know what, what helps, what doesn't help, and we can share those findings and then you know, journalists and other, other organisations can pick them up and, and, and spread the word. And I, I just love the fact that um, you know, Rotary has been built on the, on the support of, of private individuals mainly, uh, and, and it's so proactive. Um, I, you know, the, the work of Beyond Blue and Sane and Black Dog, these organisations are wonderful. Um, I got the sense that you know they've got government funding and, and other, other other revenue sources, um, and you know, and then they're very much in the the mental illness uh, system, so to speak, you know, in the system. Uh, and I wanted to to support an organisation that was 
um, I guess further up the line, trying to, you know, trying trying to make a proactive difference, and that's that, that's what our values are: positive, proactive, and preventative. And I think research does that really well. Yeah, yeah, they certainly do align. Yeah, we're really into prevention and early intervention. So, yeah, I'm really glad that you did choose Australian Rotary Health, and, and thank you so much for doing that and for your support. Um, I think more more of our listeners definitely need to get their hands on on one of their own mental fitness diaries from Resilience Agenda. Um, so if they did want one, where can they find them? Yeah, sure. It's a great question. So we sell our, our diaries um, through our website, resilienceagenda.com. More and more organisations are actually buying them um, as gifts. So at Christmas time, um, you know, thousands and thousands of them were bought by companies so that they could give to their staff and one of the one of the things that made me really happy last Christmas was that over over nine thousand of them were given away as gifts at Christmas time. So nine thousand people opened a resilience agenda diary at Christmas time and thought, "Oh, this is nice," and got a you know a really relevant and um, non-judgmental look at mental health, maybe even for the first time. And they thought, "Oh, this mental health thing's not so bad. Maybe maybe I can engage with this." And and, and just to come back to that point before about you can you can have a relationship with your own mental health, whether it's good or bad or in between. And um, so, we've got our annual diary. So our annual our twenty twenty two diary is coming out on sale in in September, and they tend to get really popular by about uh, November and December. They come in five different colours, and we update the content every year. We've actually got for the first time a mid year diary coming out in early May. So it's a 2021-22 financial year diary um, for those people and organisations that like thinking of things from July to June. Um, and there's still some of our current year diaries available online. And I'd love to uh, help out the special listeners of this podcast with a discount code, 25% off oh, wow. um, with, with the code Rotary, Rotary25, Rotary25 pick up um, a diary for this year. It's not too late to get um, all the content for this year, but with the code Rotary25, if we can get 25% off, which is um, yeah. a good saving because we don't normally we don't normally put them on sale. They're so popular. Well, that's, yeah, that's, that's really generous. 25% off would yeah be great for our listeners. So that's Rotary25, Rotary in capital letters or lowercase. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah, yeah. okay. We'll we'll put that out there and and make sure that people know the code and hopefully you get some more sales. Wonderful. Yeah, excellent. Um, So I guess, you know, you touched on this before, um, the idea of mental fitness, as you call it. And and this is something that's obviously something that you're very passionate about. And I guess in your own life, is there anything that you personally do to look after your own mental health or maybe some tips that you can give to our listeners as well? Absolutely. So we have our uh, mental fitness toolkit and the mental fitness toolkit um, is made up of the five pillars of well-being and the five workouts of mental fitness. So the five pillars of well-being, a lot of people might already know these, are sleep, nutrition, movement, connection and mindset. So for nutrition, um, you know, I had Felice Jacker on our podcast. So for those of you who, who are who are podcasters, um, we have the Resilience Agenda Radio podcast, and we had Felice on. And Felice was talking about all the things you can do around eating whole grains and vegetables and that kind of thing, and, and, and olive oil. Um, I try and she's got this great quote: um, "How many things have you eaten out of the ground?" 
on your plate today. And I'm always talking about that with my wife. Oh, this, this meal has got 12 things out of the ground. And I love that idea. And I think that's one of the things I do for nutrition. Movement. Um, every day I get outside and um, do something, whether it's a walk, a run, um, playing tennis, rolling around on my ball uh, or, or a yoga mat every day. It's just I have to do that to feel like the day is going well. Sleep. Um, I prioritize sleep. You know, I think of it as investment, not an expense like a lot of people do. And so just re reprioritizing that. Connection is so important. Connection with other people. And it's been really hard for a year with COVID. But I think as the world starts to open up, we need to reprioritize connection. And um, we, we know from you know, science, scientific studies that it's the number one predictor of well-being and happiness, how good your connections are. So invest in them. And then your mindset, which is about how you think about the world. And I, I certainly you know, try and read widely and think flexibly uh, around, around the world. And then in terms of the workouts, um, optimism, trying to um, trying my very best when I see something negative in the news or I hear something negative to, to think, well, what else could be going on here? And then that leads into gratitude. Uh, I've got this practice of writing down three things every day that went well. And it's such a simple thing, but it helps you to look out for what's going well, even when things might be going badly. Um, mindfulness. And a lot of people have heard of mindfulness, but think it's you know a bit weird or woo-woo and they might've dismissed meditation as something that they haven't got time for. You can do everyday mindfulness. And that's something like um, when I eat, I don't look at my phone. I don't sit at my desk. I don't watch TV. If I'm by myself and I'm eating, all I do is eat the food and just focus on that and I eat slower. And it's just a, a nice experience to, to slow down. Um, reframing thoughts, which is our ninth element. And that's basically around, you know, is, is what I'm thinking helpful here? Can I distance myself from this thought? And, you know, is it useful? And there's a whole range of skills that I try and unpack there. And um, finally, perspective. It's not all about us. What can I do for other people? How can I understand other people? How can I care for other people? And um, I think if we, uh, if we put more time and effort into helping others and giving rather than trying to get, our well-being is going to improve in many ways. So the other 10 things that I do, that's what our diaries sort of talk about and um, you know, give us reminders for. Um, they're, my, they're my big tips. Plus, plus also try not to spend too much time on my phone and just have good boundaries and habits around that. There's a, a lady in Sydney by the name of Jocelyn Brewer who's a psychologist and she's got this wonderful idea called digital nutrition. The three M's of digital nutrition is what I'm looking at on my phone. Moderate is am I, am I doing it, you know, 12 hours a day or four hours a day? Is it meaningful? Does it actually help me become the person I want to be or get me towards my goals? And is it uh, mindful? You know, am I checking my phone when I want to check it or is it sort of controlling me? There's a few things that I do. <laughs> Yeah, just a few. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're many great tips there. Very inspiring. I really like, yeah, what you've said there. And I think there's a lot of research evidence behind a lot of these things that you've been doing and practicing as well, you know, such as, you know, separating yourself from those thoughts and challenging thoughts, you know, trying to reframe. So that's, that's really great. And I'm sure our listeners will really get something out of what you've said as well. So yeah, I should say yeah, I should say that you know everything we do is is evidence based, comes from the science. We we confer with experts on what goes into the diaries and that kind of thing. Um, there's no healing crystals and 
you know, healing hands in, in our diaries. We, uh, you know, we, we try and keep it really scientific. And that's important because more and more we're working with large companies and they want to you know, give the best tools to their people. You know, over the last two, two and a half years, we've been delivering a lot of presentations and seminars on mental fitness. It's a great way to inspire uh, people to take an interest in their mental health and to actually start working on it and care for others. And then that has to be you know, based in evidence because you've got really smart, skeptical people. You can't, um, you can't pull a wall over anyone's eyes, not that they want to. And because it is so you know, yeah, fact-based and builds on evidence and we try and turn it into everyday language, that's the mental fitness idea, that's why people have been supporting us. And we've got a whole lot of exciting things um, that we've got planned for the business this year. We're uh, partnering up um, to bring out some uh, education courses for uh, online inductions and leadership training. So if anyone has any, um, has any need for mental health awareness uh, in the workplace, get in touch. We've got an app coming out as well later in the year, which uh, is exciting. And, um, and of course, we've got you know, our, our new diaries as well. So good things are happening. People have been supporting us. The Australian Rotary Health community has been really, really supportive. And we look forward to continuing our ongoing support in the future. Yeah, well, it sounds like you've got so many things to offer, you know, anyone out there who wants to learn more about mental health or, you know, mental fitness. So that's that's really helpful. And, yeah, it's been really great to talk to you, Hadley. And once again, thank you so much for supporting Australian Rotary Health Research. Um, I'll definitely make sure to, to link to that website, to the Resilience Agenda website in the show notes and, and put that code in as well if people want to buy a diary. So 25% off, that's Rotary 25. Is that right? That's correct. And there's also, um, we, we brought in a special edition, um, you know, range of coffee, both uh, caffeinated and decaf, just to sort of um, give people a, a gifting opportunity at Christmas time. That was pretty popular. We've got our notebooks as well. So diaries, notebooks and coffee for the time being. The coffee is only a limited edition, but um, we will be, uh, yeah, we'll be, we're, we're really excited for the mid-year diary and for our next diary. We think it's going to be the best one yet. And we look forward to, you know, to, to, to working with you. Yeah, well, it would be great to see what else you come up with as, you know, as things go on. Um, I guess before we wrap up today, was there anything else that you'd like to add? Um, just to the people who are listening to this, obviously uh, the people who listen to this have some kind of interest in mental health awareness, uh, which is great. Many of them are supporters. Many of them um, might have been, may have been um, working with the researchers or have benefited from it. And it's just that um, talking about mental health can be inspiring. It doesn't have to be awkward or stigmatized or dull even. Um, we can you know, share, share the facts and, and, and really yeah, inspire people in, in a way like we do for our physical health. You know, we don't always have to focus on the, the worst extremes, although we need to support those people. Um, you know, there's, a, there's a whole bunch of other people, you know, two thirds of people aren't getting the support they need, even though they're struggling with a mental ill health condition. And we need to have that conversation with them in a language they understand. Um, not so much bombard them at the start, but just gently meet them where they're at. And um, we think the mental fitness metaphor does that really well. Uh, there's evidence that that's the case. And um, I think it's really exciting. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Well, I can see you're so passionate about what you do and, and thanks so much again for sharing. It's been really, really good to have you on our podcast today, Hadley. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much, Jessica. You do a great job and thanks to everyone for listening. All the best. Feel free to visit us at resilienceagenda.com 
And uh, yeah, look forward to anyone wants to get in touch with uh, us on Facebook or Instagram, LinkedIn, or with me uh, personally, you're welcome. You can also email us at let's talk at resilienceagenda.com if you want to know anything more about what we're doing or any, any of the background behind what we've said today. We'd love to hear from you. Excellent. Thanks, Hadley. That was the 30th episode of our podcast called The Research Behind Lift the Lid. It is great to hear from supporters like Hadley who are helping us on our mission to lift the lid on mental illness by donating to research. If you'd like to do the same, please visit the Australian Rotary Health website to find out how you can support us. Thank you for listening. Please join us again next time.